Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Unveiling Grace podcast episode. This is part three with Adam, and now we're adding Adam and Ashley, his wife, and we're super excited but that's for Linda intro. So I'm Joel Grote. <laughs> and I'm Lynn Wilder. And this is Ashley Beatty. Please look up Adam Beatty's number part one and part two. Absolutely. And today we're talking to wife Ashley. Ashley is unique in that she was raised free will Baptist in Tennessee <laughs> and ended up joining Mormonism partly for a guy. And this happens. How many people do I talk to um, that have the hormones going on? Oh, yeah. And then the doctrine doesn't matter as much. Yeah. But the funny thing is once you're saved and you go into a false faith, the Holy Spirit's going to go knock, knock hello, <laughs> you know, at some point, and you don't want that to be five years down the road when you have a lot of kids and married in the temple and your spouse is not going your direction. Mm -hmm. This time it ended up well. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Ashley. Okay. Um, so um, I'm, me and Adam has been married uh, 17 years. So we started dating when I was eight sophomore beginning of junior year in high school and like you said I was free will baptist so um went to church with my mom and dad and all the in at some other family at a free will baptist church and we were there every Sunday every Wednesday you know Sunday night Sunday night too <laughs> did and, you uh, read your bible at home did you know um, the scriptures would you say no I wouldn't say a whole lot no like probably not as much as I should being a teenager, you know, but I mean, um, we're a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at some point you, at, at some point you came to personal faith in Christ. Yes, I did. I did. Okay. Um, I did, uh, got saved in the church, um, the, the free will Baptist church. And I was about, I don't know, I would say 14, maybe 15, and I remember that day, you know, clearly I remember it. So I know that Jesus came into my heart that day, you know, I was saved. And then, um, we, you know, had baptism at the river. I had that whole experience and that was just awesome. Um, and then like, uh, you know, met Adam, like I said, we started dating when I was a junior, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, um, I knew that he was at first, I didn't know he was Mormon. Okay, so, so where where and how did you guys meet? Okay, so we went to school together, high school. Okay. Um, I, he was two grades ahead of me. So I was, you know, in 10th grade, he was a senior, so he was graduating. You yep. know, going to leave me behind. <laughs> we technically met on my dad's school bus yes. when she was in seventh grade and I yeah. was a freshman. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Sorry. But it was a very, you know, brief meeting two or three different times on my dad's school bus. 
Okay. Yeah, we we had known yeah. each other before high school. All right. But we became really closer friends. Um, and then, like he said, I got a job at Dairy Queen where he worked. Okay. And uh, I really just liked him. I loved his personality. I loved it. I loved you know everything about him, his looks, everything. <laughs> and so yep. I was like, he's he is so funny. And to throw a little comedic in there. When I heard him talking on the school bus one day, I said, you sound just like Chris Farley. <laughs> I don't even know if you guys know who that is. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. It was really family funny. favorites. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he was very comedic. Yeah. And um, he made me laugh. He could make anybody laugh. So, anyway, we just, and when I started working at Dairy Queen, we got closer as friends. And then um, we just, I don't know, I just. I wanted to be more than friends with him. Yeah. Now, at what point did you know he was Mormon or that he was a different faith than you? Probably, probably after we had been friends okay. for a little while, I would guess. Yeah, right. It would have been when I was working at Dairy Queen. Yeah. Uh, okay. when she started so working that there. leads me to the question I've been wanting to ask for the last little while, which is what did you learn about mormonism growing up free will baptist did you know anything about mormonism did you have any warning flags or um, was it all new the, the one thing that i had heard um was that they are not christians that they are like it's like they're not like they're just not good you know basically and just didn't hear anything good about them really you know mormonism and, but uh, he was so nice, so that wasn't true, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever we got to talking and I would start explaining to her some of the, the basics of the Mormon gospel, she would say, you know, it, it, it it's really not that bad. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, she was like, I the, the way that I've heard it growing up, you know, it it's it's a more about Jesus than I thought. You guys are Christians. <laughs> I was like, of course we're Christians. The name of Jesus Christ is on the church. Yeah. You know, and Lynn, Lynn, wouldn't you say that's one of the dangers of the tendency within the Christian community once they've labeled a religious system like Mormonism or Jehovah's Witnesses or something like that as not Christian to then begin like pulling out all the worst stuff they can find? It's almost like trying to scare people away and you paint a false image of the system so that when a Christian who's only heard that they actually meet a Mormon or they actually meet a Jehovah's witness, or they've got a coworker or a neighbor. And all of a sudden it's like, mm -hmm. wait, you're nothing like yeah. what yeah. people painted you as. Yeah. And so we almost set ourselves up. I'm talking about me as an, as a non-Mormon, mm -hmm. we set ourselves up for, for failure, almost playing into the Mormons proselytizing system because we have been we falsely represented the system and what it is to some degree and so now we lose credibility and the mormon of the jehovah's witness gains credibility when they show themselves to not be as bad as they've been portrayed yeah. to be mm -hmm. absolutely is that do you think that's fair lynn that's being on the other side i think adam has something to say okay go ahead adam <laughs> I've seen it so many times, uh, you know, being uh, not going on a mission. I was ward mission leader at least four different times. Okay. So I got to work with the missionaries a lot. And I would always think this is the Lord's way 
of, of saying, hey, you didn't go on a mission, but I'm, you're still going to do missionary work. And so I would go out with the missionaries a lot. And, you know, I would see a lot of people say the exact same sentiments that Ashley did. You know, they they had a misconception, common misconception of how Mormons are. They would have some kind of a, a, a you know, a picture in their mind. And then once they got to talking with me, they're like, oh, you guys are actually kind of normal, you know? And then I could use my charm <laughs> and, and, humor. and humor and humor, and I could convince them that Ezekiel 37 is talking about the Book of Mormon. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Although the scripture actually says it's Judah and Israel. If you read yeah. It, yeah. Know, why read it? I mean, so, the, so Ashley. So actually, that's, so that's kind of what happens with you, right? You have this, you've been told all this stuff about Mormons, and now you finally meet a Mormon, and he's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And But one thing I was going to say, though, was, like, with Adam, I noticed he, he talked more about Jesus than he did about the church. I mean, that's what I noticed about him. He loved, you know, the Lord. And, like, I realized that he wanted to live for the Lord, but he was in this church, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I knew, I knew, like, I thought Adam was a Christian just by Mm -hmm. the way he carried himself and he, he loved the Lord, but you know, being stuck in that um, religion is, (laughs) I don't know. They, like you said, they get so many different things said about them and people think things about them and everything, you know? And so, but I even had him come to church with me when we were dating. I went quite a bit. <laughs> okay. I yeah. tried to get him to go to church with me. I was like, these crazy Baptists. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I was like, you yeah. know. All that worship and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, listen, that's irreverent. Yeah. He was like, I'm not for that. <laughs> so then you're falling in love with this Mormon guy who is wonderful to you. Your yeah. parents obviously are going to object. Yeah, because they're concerned. So tell us a little bit about what they maybe did right or they did wrong in terms of trying to help you and in, in, in reacting okay. to your relationship. Um, okay, well, my dad was a truck driver, so he wasn't home a whole lot, but he did not like the fact that I had a Mormon boyfriend. So that was definite. Um, but my mom, you know, she was home, you know, all the time working, of course, but she was home. And uh, she you know, she liked Adam. She really did. She liked his personality. She thought he was such a nice guy. And we had so much fun together. You know, he was good to me and all that. And, uh, but she, of course, did not like that he was Mormon. And so she would always just, you know, I don't know, like she, she was nice to Mm -hmm. him and stuff like that, but she just didn't, I don't know. She, she wouldn't talk religion. No, she if she it. did, if she did, it would be from the point of view of you need to come to church with us. And, and like she, she, she wouldn't say a lot of details, but when I wasn't around, she would say a little bit more to Ashley. She would mm-hmm. preferred me not having a Mormon boyfriend, of course. But, um, but like, yeah, Adam said she had her, preacher come to the house and I mean sit me in a chair when I got home from school she was like Ashley I want you to come here I was like okay <laughs> what's going on <laughs> and she had like her preacher and like two other members from her church and sat me in a chair 
and they said that they're going to pray over me like they were like they were worried about her yeah my mom was like deeply concerned yeah um so yeah they i remember they put their hands on my head and they prayed over me and that's the same evening i believe that she wanted me to watch the god makers and i said no i said mom i'm not watching that like i know like I understand your concern for me, but I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> so I didn't. And, and that was because uh, yeah, of what Adam had told you. Adam had told you, well, don't watch this movie. I, or? Think, I think it was, he had said that after I'd brought it up, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember telling him, guess what my mom did? She had the Godmakers and she wanted me to watch it. And Adam's like, oh no, you didn't watch it, did you? And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. And then and then and then I told her, listen, yeah, don't ever look at any of those things. Don't ever watch that kind of crap. It's no good. It's just garbage. <laughs> but you know? Yeah, she uh, she was very concerned for what I was getting into because of all the stuff she had heard. And she grew up with a lady that is Mormon. So one of her best friends she grew up with was Mormon so she knew okay you know like kind of already what they were like and what they believed and the book of Mormon she knew that you know all that stuff so she had already knew some things and didn't not want me to get into it you know right but at this point um romance is stronger than (laughs) than logic or reason and so so Joel had a pretty good question earlier Um, off off camera right um was there anything that any of those christians could have done at that point that you think you would have listened to um you know honestly i don't think so i mean i don't think anything that my mom or the ones that were praying over me because i mean i was already i don't know was i 17 18 Mm -hmm. something like that and Mm -hmm. i was just like we had already been dating for like a year mm-hmm. or something. I mean, or a yeah. few months, close to a year. And I was just like, you know, no, like I'm, I'm staying with him. Like, this is my decision, yeah. <laughs> you know? You and don't know him like, like I do. You haven't talked yeah. to him. I'm convinced he's a Christian. Yes, he goes to yeah. a different church, yeah. but he loves Jesus. And so, yeah. 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 And then, you know, okay. of course, whenever whenever he had told me that, you know, he won't marry anyone that's not a member of the church. I'm like, okay, well, you know, we had talked about me taking the lessons and he's like, do you want to learn? And I'm like, well, sure, I'll learn because I don't know anything other what I've been told, you know, from other people. Right. So of course I was willing to sit down and listen and talk to the missionaries and we did it at his dad and stepmom's house. Mm-hmm. So we didn't even do it at mine. It was at his house. Yep. <laughs> yes. Okay. So no outside interference there. So was yes. there anything in the course of the missionary discussions that raised any red flags with you? Yeah, I would say just a little bit like the pre-mortal existence. You, you questioned that. that, that yeah, good. that was definitely a big question. And then um, what was another one? Did they did they mention? I think baptism being necessary for salvation she she questioned yeah, that and thought, like, you know I've i thought been saved, yeah know, so that confused me too yeah yeah but then i let her know that no the bible says you must be born of water and of the <laughs> spirit so the water of course mormons think it's baptism and yeah. it's not physical <laughs> birth 
that and physical spiritual birth. birth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I would try to show her those things, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she, I don't think she ever truly accepted those doctrines, but she made it okay in her mind to, to continue. I mean, I'll, I'll admit, yeah. I'll admit it. I did join the church for the wrong reasons. I did. I loved Adam. I wanted to be with him. I wanted to marry him. And, but there was some things, like he said, about the church that I liked. For one, being married to your spouse for time and all eternity. And then families yep, can be together absolutely. forever. Yep. You know, families can be that is the hook um, and sinker. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> that was something that became... When, when we started doing our, our research and everything into the, the church, we, we had an epiphany. It was like, wait a minute, what family is going to be together forever? Yeah. I mean, we're sealed for time and all eternity. We're sealed to our kids, and then they're going to get married and sealed to their spouse, and they're going to have kids, and they'll be sealed to their spouse. And, and I'm sealed to my parents. And Yeah, so like, how so, are we all going to be together? And at that so point, what, at what that point, family... Yeah. Right. Because your ward, you said, was still teaching. You had the gospel, the gospel principles teacher was talking about how her husband was going to do her own planet and create yeah. one with flowers. So you definitely had the construct of, yeah, we're going to be off, you know, building our own world, you know, our own planet. So <laughs> our kids. So, yeah. And that's that's something that does it, trouble LDS yeah. people when they start thinking about how does this work exactly? How does it work? And of course, you don't want to say your own planet. You want to say your own world. World. Mormon scripture says world. And if you tell them they can have their own planet, they'll deny it. Yeah. So it's worlds without end. Yeah. Worlds without end. It's very clever. So Mm -hmm. Ashley, Uh as you were in the church then for a while, were there any things that got stirred up in your mind? teachings or anything well like he mentioned the the gospel principles is that what it's called yeah it's either and see the thing is then i don't remember if there was the two the gospel principles Principles and and the essentials Essentials. this should have been essentials just the very basic stuff right this was a class (laughs) for new converts investigators and so forth is what this class was for yeah so when they had brought that up I remember that day and Adam was just like, his eyes were big and he was sitting there like, you know, kind of shaking his head like, oh my God. Wait, wait, wait. Time over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't church, tell her you know, that. <laughs> after church, you know, we go home and even on the ride home and we're talking about it and he's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, what? was she talking about? Like, that is insane. <laughs> like, what's, what's going on? And so that, and then I'm going to be completely honest. I did not like wearing the garments. That was one of the big things I did not like. Yeah, she struggled with that pretty good. uh, And I would try to encourage her and say, you're supposed to make sure that that's on your body at all times. You know, I I wouldn't like that in Florida. (laughs) Oh, it's it's not good in Florida. Yeah. No, not with that uh, very humid heat. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. So as so, so Ashley, as you're struggling with these things, how mm-hmm. how do you deal with it? Because obviously you're committed to Adam, you're committed to the mm-hmm. relationship, you're still committed to God. Yeah. 
what do you do? Do you just like keep putting these things on a shelf, just kind of shove them aside and go, well, what's really important, you know, is my marriage and my yeah. husband and then my kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, we just, we would discuss things and we'd talk about, you know, what we didn't necessarily agree with, what we didn't mm-hmm. like. And then we would just come to the conclusion or agreement to just, just, that's the way it is. Like, we'll just accept it and yeah. let it be, you know, but I knew because I was raised Baptist. Like I'm, right. I've, I've heard the Bible being preached. Um, so a lot of that stuff just didn't make sense to me. You know, I don't know. So when Adam goes down the rabbit hole, when he finally goes, okay, I've got to figure this out for myself. Mm-hmm. And he told us that he did a lot of that just on his own. He brought mm-hmm. nobody into that search, yeah. which is really common, which is why uh, a real brief time out to say, if you're a believer, you have a Mormon friend, pray for them, encourage them, but you never know. I didn't say never. You, there are oftentimes you don't know where that LDS person is at. So just continue mm-hmm. to be supportive, loving, encourage them because they could be halfway down the rabbit hole and they're not telling anybody about it. But at some point, they're going to need you as a Christian mm-hmm. to be there for support. So don't assume that mm-hmm. every Mormon is still as super committed, even as they're putting on a front to being, because they could be in the middle of mm-hmm. a huge surge. Yeah. Um, and I know yeah. you've heard me say this before, Joel, but I actually think people get more defensive and almost aggressive in uh, defending Mormonism when they're about to break because yes. <laughs> they want to hold on. They want it to be true. They don't want all the consequences of what's going to happen if it isn't, right? Kind of so like sometimes, vi- yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say kind of like when I uh, was shared the, uh, that video of Micah, his testimony from my friend. I mean, I actually, I didn't say this, but I responded to him. And I sent him several messages and I I was like, listen, I've got just as much to show you that the church is true. If you want to, you know, have a little bit of a debate here. And I did, I got very defensive. Right. Oh yeah. And, but again, I was already having those questions, (laughs) but I did, I put those walls were still really strong and I'm like, now wait just one minute. (laughs) So in Mormonism, we thought that kind of cognitive dissonance was a bad thing right you just ignore it and you go on right you don't kind of look at that but in christianity we know you have to look at the hard stuff and you have to figure it out and that it's not always a bad thing to be in the middle of this cognitive dissonance right that it actually is a good thing god often uses that kind of conviction in order to open your mind to see something you need to see absolutely So Ashley, um, in the time we've got left, and this is something Lynn brought off off camera before we started, but I think it's a really great thing to have other people here. How was your marriage different once Adam did come to faith and once you do leave the LDS church? Were there things you had to rework? Because there's all this priesthood influence. There's a certain amount of Mm-hmm. authority and yeah. you know a woman's place is mm-hmm. can be very different so can you tell us just a little bit about 
some before and after and what a difference Adam's actually coming to faith has made in your marriage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so I know whenever um, we were still going to the Mormon church, it was just, we had a lot of Sundays where we were not looking forward to going to church. You know, we just kind of dreaded it almost. And whenever we had came out and we were, you know, looking for another church and we were going to a different one, um, we had the desire to go to church. Like it was totally different. Totally we different. felt we felt complete freedom after coming out of it. I mean, it was like huge weights just lifted off of our shoulders, you know. And yeah, we had the desire to go to church. We wanted to because we just felt like we were in that personal relationship with Jesus and not this organization and all these um, laws and and stuff. And, and we just felt so much freedom. Like it is amazing how much difference Adam has, has made since coming out of the church. I mean, it is totally and completely different. Like he is he is on fire for the Lord for sure. Like, you know, earlier he mentioned that he was on fire for the Lord or for the church, but he is definitely on fire for the Lord now. And I mean, like he leads our home and he is just a strong Christian husband and dad and trying to teach our kids, you know, the right way. And just, it's awesome. It's so, so awesome. The Lord is so good. Like, I can't even explain it. He's just, he's amazing. Well, good to talk to you. Grace and peace until next time. Don't... Thank you, guys. Thanks so long. Blessings Bye. on you. Bye. Much love. Thanks so much for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. You can find show notes and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. We have an exciting announcement. Michael Wilder's new book, Passport to Heaven, is out, and for a donation of $20 or more to the podcast, we'll send it to you. It's the true story of a zealous Mormon missionary who discovers the Jesus he never knew. Just go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the Micah's Book button to get yours. We appreciate your support of the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals.